brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. It is semifinals week. And the cast is all here for the playoffs. Hannah Gooden, as always, off to my left. Tommy Palmer, mi compadre, mi co-pilot, is down in the borough and hanging out with us. Grand Exalted Poobah extraordinaire from the Georgia High School Football Daily, Todd Holcomb. Todd, the floor is yours to start, my friend. Surprises, perhaps, that might have crossed your bow in the quarterfinals would have been where? Mm, let's see. I think, uh, well, we have um, we had four number one ranked teams, at least in our rankings, that went down. And um, so we don't have Cartersville or Carrollton or Peach County or Athens Academy. So a little surprised that most of them might not have gotten through, although they all lost to good teams, needless to say. Um, I guess the big surprise was Richmond Academy winning, although they have a very good team and they're on a roll, but I don't think most people thought they would beat Valdosta. So Richmond Hill... A Savannah area school is in the semifinals for the first time in their history. So, so yeah, that was a surprise. Hannah Gooden, the next question comes from you. Well, looking ahead to the semifinals, which begin on Friday, I cannot believe we are already in the semis. For real, I know. Our GBB game of the week, we will be back in the Big Orange Jungle in Lilburn for Marietta versus Parkview. Todd, these are two of the most offensive-minded teams in the state. What are your thoughts on that matchup? And give me your other top games to watch. Yeah, well, you've got a good one. Um, you, you probably should just keep all your equipment there at Parkview and just stay there until they're out. But, um, ah. but yeah, big game. I, you know, I think Marietta, I, I was just writing a preview of them this morning that will appear in our issue tomorrow. But it's probably the most offensively gifted team that I can ever remember in the semifinals in the highest classification ever. I mean, you've got a quarterback going to – Tennessee's thrown for 3,500 yards. He's got two receivers over 1,000 yards, one going to Michigan State, Ricky White, the other going to LSU, Eric Gilbert. And then they have a running back who just ran for 250 yards last week, and he's going to Troy. He's rushed for, like, nearly 1,500 yards. I just don't know a team that's ever had those kind of yardage numbers. And But Parkview is similar as well. They've got a quarterback that's really good, Jordan Williams. He's thrown for over 2,000. Great running back. Cody Brown might be the best running back. In 7A, he's rushed for about 1,500. And a couple of receivers that have 800 yards apiece. So, yeah, two really good offensive teams. Parkview had eight sacks last week um, against um, Archer. So, that you know, maybe that's the key to the game if they can get pressure on uh, on the quarterback from Marietta Bailey. So, And as far as other good games, um, you know, Class A is interesting to me. I don't know, you know, maybe there's not as many Class A fans because you're talking about small schools, but – I mean, Elka, Eagles Landing Christian Academy, they've won four straight state titles. Nobody's won five. They're 49-1 against Class A teams since 2016. The only team to beat them is Holy Innocence, and they did it 42-41 earlier this year, and that's where Elka's going this week. And then Clinch County and Irwin, I mean, they've played in three straight titles. The, the script is always that Irwin wins the regular season, Clinch wins in the championship game. Um, this time they're playing in the semis, number one against number two, so that one's really good. And then the other things I'm curious about, you know, I mentioned Richmond Hill. They're kind of a Cinderella. Another one is Jenkins. I, they're in the semifinals first time since 1966. 
I can't remember. I, I, I don't know if there's ever been a Savannah team in the GHSA to make the state championship game. So they're chasing history there. And the last one I'll throw out is Woodward and, and Blessed, Blessed Trinity. You know, Woodward just knocked out Cartersville. Now they're playing a team they've already beaten, but the two-time defending champion, Blessed Trinity. So that's a big game in 4A. Tommy Palmer, what's on your mind down in the borough? Well, now that there's only one thing left in the brackets for me to talk about. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding Todd. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> let's, take a, let's take a look at Class AA, Brooks County, the Road Warriors. Uh, you've got Brooks County, who's played a real tough region schedule. Thomasville, who's played a really tough schedule as well. And, wow, you've got two one double a football teams uh playing yet again in the semifinals thomasville brooks county your thoughts about dublin going to thomasville and brooks county going to callaway well you know double a um last year was kind of an unusual year where the north georgia teams were were kind of in control to to an extent there um it's heard county won it and rock mart was really good and and uh, Callaway, of course, Callaway is still there, and now it's kind of reverted back to maybe normalcy of those South Georgia teams and that region with Brooks and Thomasville. Of course, Fitzgerald's a really good team out of that region. Um, you know, Thomasville, um, I, you know, I still favor Dublin. I think they're probably the most talented team now. I mean, they, you know, the the running back, Jaquez Evans, is uh I mean, he's got about 1,500 yards. He may be the best best all-around player in that class that's still playing. And um, so I kind of favor them. But, man, Thomasville, they started 0-3, I think, and then they were 2-4. and We have an interview with their coach, Zach Graves, the center in our issue this morning, and uh, he said that he, he talked to his players and asked them recently, like, did any of you lose faith when we were, you know, in three and two and four, and he wanted them to raise their hand, and nobody raised their hand, and he said, y'all are all liars. We all doubted it. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's human nature, you do, but they've turned it around. You know, they've got a really good quarterback, uh, Ronnie Baker, who's really progressed, and they're just playing well, one of those teams that's playing well. Um, but I would still favor Dublin, and then I think Callaway is, I would probably pick them to beat Brooks County. I, I you know, tank. Bixby, such a great running back, and at that level, double A, it's hard to stop a you know major D one back like that. So, um, but that could go either way too. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know Thomasville and Brooks County have, have really uh, raised the flag for South Georgia in that region again. I mean, it just proves as always there's something to be reckoned with at the end. All right, Todd. So you've mentioned the interview with Zach Grage. We got to take a peek at that and all of the previews and all the early notes. What else are the plans this week at the Georgia High School Football Daily and how do folks follow along? Yeah, well, we um, as we have all throughout the playoffs, we've got previews of every game. It's, it's a little bit easier now because there's only 32, but we have more in-depth previews um, this week with, uh, for all of those games. And uh, you can find us if you're curious about Georgia High School Football Daily. Just uh, Google us and try to find our Twitter. And we have um, a sign-up link there that you can get us, and we're free. And um, hope people will join and read us every day. As we all do here at GPB, and as I will maintain, I've saved every single one since you and Chip Say started this thing because there's always a piece of information that you can always look back on and reference going forward. Todd Holcomb, Grand Exalted Poobah, Georgia High School Football Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us here as we preview the semifinals and look back at the quarters. We'll catch up with you championship week here on the podcast. Very good. Thanks for having me as always, guys.
Okay, guys, Tommy, you heard what Todd had to say when he broke down double A. What did you think? Well, you know, I, my first uh, blog this year was about Dublin, and I thought Dublin had the inside track to the championship. But after taking a look at what Hapeville Charter had done to some folks throughout the season, I, I was kind of concerned about Dublin playing them. But obviously, Dublin is as good as everybody said they were, and uh, boy, they really handled Hapeville Charter. Brooks County, uh, it's a good thing for Double A that they're going down to Class A because they're yeah, good for good for Double A, but not Class A teams. <laughs> yeah, because they've got a great quarterback who's a junior, and their top running back's a sophomore. They're loaded, and it's a good thing for Double A. They're moving down. Not such a good thing for Class A. Brooks County will play well, I'm sure. They always bring the hammer, as we well know. They'll play well at Callaway. And speaking of Callaway, uh, Hannah, you got to catch up with. Uh, all right, what's his what's his actual what's his birth first name? Cartavius Bigsby. Yes, we know him as Tank. Callaway still rolling. Tank rush for 171 yards and four touchdowns on 20 carries last Friday. He was such an awesome kid to catch up with. I asked him how he got his nickname Tank. This was for my blog last Sunday, and he said when he was younger, he just kept running into people with his head all the time, <laughs> and his mom was like, you are a tank. And literally from that moment on, it stuck. Oh, that's great. He also, um, he was already committed to Auburn, but he came out and said, look, guys, no one else recruit me. I am going to Auburn after the Tigers won the Iron Bowl on yeah, Saturday. No, yeah, no doubt. And uh, let's see, Des Tisdall was actually at the Iron Bowl as well. There's a picture of him with the scoreboard behind him. So hey. he got to hang out there as well. And Talked to him too this year. And, so they're getting some good guys. And uh, the Sly County linebacker that you talked to, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, he was there as well and he also uh, he also declared to Auburn so it was a busy weekend yeah so much for Kirby Smart uh, building those uh, building those walls and keeping all the talent in huh Tommy yeah and uh, when you've got a cupboard full of five A's sitting around uh, you know uh, I don't think he's crying any because he's got more talent than 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 most people he's had three great recruiting years and I think there's just so much talent in Georgia now that's not unusual you know for several D1 players who are four and five stars to head to Auburn Alabama Tennessee and places like that I, I I think it's going to become more of the norm if if you get my drift there. What else stuck with you from the quarterfinals? I know that Richmond Hill was one of the larger stories knocking off Aldosta, but what else stuck with you? Well, you know, I, I really didn't know what to make of Marietta, uh, but uh, they've got their hands full with Parkview this week, and Lowndes gets off to a slow start. But I believe I had mentioned after our show last week that uh, North Gwinnett kind of looked really good on paper as far as I was concerned. If they travel well, that's going to be a great football game, North Gwinnett and Lowndes, and that's going to be a great one in 7A, in my opinion. All right, Hannah, going back to last week, I know it was a great experience for all of us to go hang out at McEachern and see North Gwinnett, a team that put 60 on Walton, and I'm going to say this somewhat, you know, they were held to 32 points. Well, I agree with Tommy. What stood out to me from last week was North Gwinnett and the defense that Coach Bill Stewart has built. I know that he has created some of the best defenses in the state, but it shows with his team now just the way that they were able to contain McEachern's offense. They have one of the best offenses in 7A. So the defense stood out to me, and then on the other side of the ball for the Bulldogs as well, senior running back Devin Crosby. Whoo! 
Woo! Rushed for 177 He's yards, three scores. He, he was our Georgia Cotton Commission player of the game. He, I was I was taller than him. He's, he's a, a little guy, but man, he can run. He's a dude, as Coach Bill Stewart says. Tommy, when it comes to the semifinals, we kind of talked about 7A a little bit. I want to go to 5A okay, and look at Jones County, Buford, Warner Robins, and Stars Mill. I mean, you've got royalty coming back with Warner Robins. You've got royalty with Buford, who got a last-second field goal to knock off Carrollton. But Jones County, just you know, they're just a little north of Macon. They're kind of out there where you you really have to look for them to keep keep an eye on them. And Hannah caught up with uh, with uh, Coslow, the quarterback, earlier this season. So I mean, that's going to be an interesting foursome in five A. Yeah, it definitely is. And and one thing that has impressed me is how well Buford plays on the road. Generally, they're a one seed and they play at home most of the time. But they played well at Ware. They played well at Carrollton. And they proved the point that you have to play the full 48 minutes. They got that last second field goal to win. Jones County, uh, that's going to be a, a crowd of people <laughs> with Buford and Jones County. But uh, still, Warner Robins, you know, at home McConnell Talbert, probably they'll fill that up. You know, it only holds what fifteen, yeah, yeah. fifteen thousand for that one. And Stars Mills got their hands full with Warner Robins. They're really playing well right now. Quad A, you've got on the left hand side, Blessed Trinity, Woodward Academy, and then you've got Oconee County, who's just kind of quietly done their business here, and they they knock off Maris to to make their way through with their fantastic quarterback. It's extremely difficult to beat the same team twice. Woodward Academy beat BT 13-10, I believe, during the regular season. Home field advantage for Woodward Academy, that's a good thing. Oconee County has just come out of nowhere, uh, and they are obviously a very good football team. They defeated Air Marist last week, and <laughs> they are now in now in the semifinals. And they're going to play a really good football team, I think, that you guys have seen in person, Sandy Creek. Yeah, they've got their hands full. AAA, Cedar Grove, GAC, Crisp, and Jenkins. Brad Harbor, I know that a lot of folks were looking at Cordial earlier in the year, and there were a higher numbers to the right of the dash. But when you're in one of those mini-regions, you have to set yourself up with all those non-region games to get you ready. Crisp has knocked off S. They knocked off North Hall, and they've knocked off Jefferson 22-20. Yeah, really. Cedar Grove probably is the favorite. Greater Atlanta Christian, ironically, uh, they're in new territory, believe it or not, for the first time in a while. And, of course, you heard Todd talking about Jenkins. They haven't been in the semifinals or finals, I think, since 66 Gosh, if I remember correctly, I think Dewey Warren, who went to Tennessee, was the quarterback on that football team. But uh, Jenkins is a really good football team, and I've been talking about them all year long. But uh, they may have met their match defensively with Crisp. So I'm predicting a 14-13 game there. So it'll be 50-49, to just as sure as the world. Right there with you. And then the last class I want to talk to you about when it comes to the semifinals Irwin and Clinch, we knew that one was uh, what a lot of folks were looking at when that left-hand side came out to play, and then you end up with Marion County hosting the other semifinal against the survivor of Pelham and Mitchell County. You know, uh, Irwin and Clinch just do this every year. Sometimes they play in Atlanta. Sometimes they play in Osceola. Sometimes they play in Homerville. But uh, Irwin County is a really good football team. 
And uh, I really think Marion County should be the favorite since they're at home in Buena Vista. But uh, do not count out Pelham. This is a really good football team. Great coaching staff. And they beat Mitchell County last week, 31-20. to 20. So you've got pretty much three even teams. And then I, I just feel like Irwin County is, is you know, uh, the odds-on favorite. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but they're the odds-on favorite. And that one's, that one's going to be an interesting to watch down there in Osceola. What else is on your mind to, to put a bow on your thoughts down there in the borough? I'm just surprised it's the semifinals. I we just know. started doing this podcast, what, three weeks ago, yeah. and we're already at the Last semifinals? Week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, enjoyable. Enjoyed Todd being on there as well. So we, we've gotten some great thoughts, and, boy, this has been a ball. It really has. No, no, we got we got a couple more to do and before, before we get into it. But, uh, Hannah, what else is on your mind before we put a bow on this one? My final thoughts, there is no team in the state of Georgia that has had more adversity this year than Earth. Irwin County, yeah. and they just keep plugging away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gabriel Benyard came out, wore Garland's number uh, last week. Garland actually left the hospital, walked out with the team wow. in Osceola last week. So there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy lumber coming out of uh, Irwin County with everything that they've had to go through this season. But tremendous work by Irwin, and it's Irwin and Clinch. Big game. Yep. Uh, time for the promo. All right, promo time. Our broadcast on Friday begins at 729. Again, we will be live from the Big Orange Jungle for the 7A Semis. It's Parkview versus Marietta. On all of the GPB platforms, it is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Let us know how you're watching, wherever you're watching. You could be at your game watching our game on your favorite device, large or small. Get get us the couch gating photos, as always, if you're watching indoors. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like. Tommy, we're heading to the semifinals, my friend. Thanks for hanging out. Always a joy. Always a joy. Enjoyed it. That is another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. For Hannah, for Tommy, for Todd, I'm just John. It is a product of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can hang out with us every single week wherever your favorite podcatchers are found. And you can subscribe and like and be a part of the process there as well. Oh, Alexa promo. You want to do the Alexa promo? Yeah. If you've got an Amazon smart speaker, all you have to do is say, hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Ask GPB for John's top games of the week. Hey, I need Hannah's top games of the week. I'm just joking. You can also ask her to listen to the podcast, listen to GPB Radio Live. There's so many things that you can do with the Alexa what she said. And uh, as always, the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. Go to gpb.org slash sports in the football section for all the information, all the weekly columns, and all the weekly stuff that you need as we were here in semifinal week. All right, everybody. Enjoy the semifinals. I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you. Championship week. Bye. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.